here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Welcome Round. Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold. As always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, how are we doing this Friday? Doing great, man. It's uh, Last night was uh, the regression moment we were all waiting for, or we weren't, for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I know we both called it. We liked the Miami Dolphins here. Seven and a half just seemed like too many points on a short week. So uh, happy to cash something before the week 10 really gets underway here. But uh, yeah, man, good good start to the week. Last night was uh, a lot of fun for gambling and about as gross as it gets for a Thursday night football game. <laughs> as I say on our Instagram show every Thursday, I hate Thursdays. I think they're gross and disgusting. Never play a fantasy player so on nasty. that. Nice. Uh Basically, that's what happened yesterday. Miami's defense looked really good. I think it was more that the Ravens' offense just couldn't get anything done. You're right. We called the regression. They were in a tough situation, and that's what happened. You get uh, you get crushed. Sometimes you lose games like that in the NFL. Yeah, got to wonder. I don't know what the Baltimore Ravens were doing uh, before they got there, but you know, you're in Miami, man. I wouldn't be surprised if someone, you know, a couple of players were out a little bit later than usual. You know, the the preparation wasn't quite there, but. Uh, yeah, Brian Flores finally had a scheme for uh, to stop Lamar Jackson. Blitzed the hell out of him. Uh, didn't really have much time to throw the bar and, and get ready and get set. So, yeah, that's what happens. Somehow, I was able to get a plus 10, minus 125 last night on Miami. And I my brain went, okay, there you go. I don't know. One Lock of my sites in. just decided to go crazy. <laughs> so, I did that one. I had Miami plus four first half and money line first half. Those were great. And somehow, I backdoor the Lamar over 17 and a half completions he ended up with 26 out of nowhere at the end the garbage so, time garbage yeah. time killer yeah absolutely gotta love seeing that all right let's uh let's get to our top five picks of the week before that one thing of a champions round business the michael vick mini helmet contest is live all you have to do is the champions round app go sign up for the seven six contest right now I believe we have about 20 spots left um so go ahead go enter that that mike vick mini helmet is really, really sick I hope that uh, you guys have some good luck this weekend, make some good picks, and are able to win that one. Um, all right, Danny, let's start the good vibes on this Friday, heading into week 10. Why don't you start us off with your number one pick? Number one pick, man, I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks plus three and a half over the Green Bay Packers. We're getting Russ back, man, and uh, I couldn't be more excited. This man released a hype video for it. And we don't know what's going on on the Green Bay side of the ball, man. Aaron Rodgers says he thinks he's going to play, but I'm going to take the shot on, even if he does play, he's coming off of COVID. COVID, you know, reacts to different people different ways. You know, if you look in the NBA, Jason Tatum continues to struggle. Um, So I don't know that he's just going to be able to bounce back just like that if he plays. And there's also still the possibility looming out there that uh, Jordan Love is the starter here. So I think you're still getting some pretty good edge. Uh, Russell Wilson hasn't officially been activated yet, so I would, wouldn't be surprised if this line moved uh, once he's officially on the roster again. So grab this still if, if available, because um, I think the Seahawks have a great spot right here. Um, you know, the Packers have been phenomenal all season uh, against the spread, 8-1 and one overall. I think there's some regression due there, especially coming off such a volatile week um, in their organization. So I'm riding with the Seahawks here. I am with you. This is my number five pick. I could not be more into this game. I've already bet it at three and a half. I saw four on my side, so I bet that. The whole Rodgers situation, even if he does play, I think that you're you're spot on here. Who knows what he's going to look like? Two weeks off can't be good for that offense. Right. And if it's Jordan Love 
and if it's Jordan Love and Russell Wilson was playing, what do you think the spread is? Oof. Seven and a half, eight and a half. It, it's going to get up there. So let's just buy it on that. And Seattle, all these games, even though they're not great this season, every single game is close. All you got to do is keep it within the hook. If it yeah. ends up three to Green Bay, great. I think that you're spot on with the analysis that Green Bay is due for, for some regression here against the spread. Uh, totally love this pick. I'm all on board with this. Uh, my number one pick, New Orleans plus three. I talked about it on Tuesday. I'm riding with the gross, the grossness against the Tennessee Titans that have been absolutely rolling as of late. But if you look at that Rams game, they only gained, you know, 150 yards of offense. They don't know what to do without Derrick Henry. And now you got a Saints defense that is absolutely awesome. Looks like I saw the line was at three. Now it's at two and a half. Makes me feel a little bit more confident that Kamara is actually going to be playing. Huge boost to them. I think it will be very low scoring. I think the Saints defense gets this done. If any team is due for regression in the NFL, it's the Titans and the Cardinals. Guess what? I'm going against both this week because I love getting gross. Let's do it. Let's get the vibes right on this Friday. I will start off with the Saints plus three. And also, I'm banging that money line. Absolutely. So this is my number two pick. Um, All right, here we go. And I, and I love it. The only thing that stopped this from being number one for me is Alvin Kamara's uh, situation, we'll call it. Um, it doesn't look like – it looks like he's trending towards doubtful. Um, but I don't think that that really matters too much because I think you laid out the points really well. It's all about fading the Titans here, man. They generated almost no offense in their last game here. They're getting some positive opportunities from their defense. They're over – they're definitely outplaying their – their normal expectations here. So at some point it's got to come to fruition. And uh, I think this is going to be a good spot against a really, really tough spot against a really good defense. That being the new Orleans saints. I don't care if Trevor Simeon's playing quarterback. He also sucks, which I love the under on this game as well. So yeah, I, I ride with you here. Plus three, give me the saints. Under is right now at 44. I have not bet that it looks like minus 115 towards the over right now. So maybe wait for that 44 and a half 45, get a little right. value. Wait till Sunday morning. I'll probably wait till that, but I'm going to be on the under end of this game for sure. And that New Orleans money line round robin, a little tasty, a little tasty. Let's get that started. That'll be the number one pick there. Uh, since you just went number two, I'll go to my number two. That would be the Indianapolis Colts minus 10. Also talked about this one on Tuesday. Prime spot to fade the Jags. I know it's a divisional dog. You guys know how I feel about that. Usually a good spot to bet that. But Jacksonville coming off of this 9-6 to victory. They're not going to be able to throw the ball against this Indianapolis defense, even though you're able to throw the ball against Indianapolis, I don't think that the Jags are capable of doing so. They want to run the ball and establish the run. Guess what you can't do against Indianapolis? You ain't going to be able to run the ball. Carson Wentz, I know he's, Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz, but he's been playing good. Not great, but serviceable. Other than that shit fest he threw at the end of the, the Titans <laughs> game. He's been fine. I think he'll be good in this game. Looks like T.Y. Hilton may be able to play. That would be a huge benefit to them. But this is all about Jonathan Taylor, right? We got JT going for about a buck fifty and two in this game. I think this is an absolute blowout spot for the Colts. Give me the Colts thirty-one over Jaguars. Yeah, no disagreement here, man. Um, you know, obviously, I took the Bills last week against the Jaguars, and they totally shit the bed. But I think Indianapolis is a it's a different is a different beast here. Um, I think the Jags are going to be riding a little bit high. Huge letdown game opportunity for me here. Um, I think that Carson Wentz surprisingly been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he continues to put the uh, 
put the uh, foot on these on these on the uh, Jags's neck here and um, AFC matchup. I think the Jags are gonna are gonna be more of the uh, shitty team that they were prior to last week, where they really played up and had a good spot against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I think that they're gonna certainly show their true colors here against a really good defense um, and an offense that's rolling. Sign me up for all the overs of Jonathan Taylor rushing yards because this man's going to just have a field day running over this defense. Absolutely. One thing I want to mention about the first two picks was the uh, ticket counts, which is on the Action Network app. You can go there and check that, all that out. Uh, tickets on New Orleans, 39% of the tickets, 78% of the money. Love to see that. That means the Sharps are absolutely hammering that line. Indianapolis, 61% of the tickets, 86% of the money. So usually for me, if I see above 25% on the ticket difference versus the money, that's an absolute hammer spot for me. So both those fit that mold. Uh, I have a couple more later on that also fit that mold. So let's go to you for your number three pick of the week. Yeah, so I mean, I think that that's sticking to a great thread there. Uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots minus two over the Cleveland Browns. Talked about it on Tuesday. Nick Chubb's going to be out. It's going to be Dearness Johnson. He's the only running back really left there. Um, this is a prime spot, in my opinion, to see Bill Belichick scheme against a single player, that single player being Baker Mayfield. He's playing hurt. We saw him come out, you know, sans OBJ and, you know, throw out for a, a great game. You know what I'm saying? Like he was hitting Donovan Peoples-Jones, finding everybody. It looked like prime Baker, the Baker that everyone thought that he could be. Prime That's Baker. Just, what's what's prime Baker? What we see it for prime like three Baker? games. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We'll see it for three or four games, and then he'll disappear into oblivion. Um, it just sucks that he has to play against Bill Belichick coming off a good game because this guy is just going to put the heat on him. Um, even though Damian, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson may be questionable, uh, I think this is going to be a game where we'll see Mac Jones kind of erupt a little bit. I think he, he hasn't been, he's pretty much been a game manager. I think he's going to be forced to throw the ball a little bit more, um, especially against a stingy Cleveland defense. So um, I kind of like the new, the new England Patriots here. So I'm going to take that minus two. And uh, to your point about the sharp report, um, I'm seeing 73% of the money on the new England Patriots. So um, yeah, following the sharps here, man, this is going to be a spot where the uh, Cleveland Browns regress a little bit. Yeah, live, I have 50% of the bets on the Patriots, 72% of the actual money on the Patriots. That 22%, pretty good number to back in this situation. Uh, I lean towards New England in this game. I'm a little concerned because they've been riding so hot that maybe this is the time to fade against a Cleveland Browns defense that may be able to have success. The over-under in this game is 46, which just seems really high to me now that I think about it. Uh, I haven't yeah. looked at the numbers or dug in a little bit deeper here, um, but my initial reaction is the under 46 especially given the fact that I do think that the New England defense is going to have a great plan against Baker Mayfield. So this turns into the scheme that the Browns ran against uh, the Broncos on that Thursday night, which is you have Dearness Johnson. He's the only running back. Baker was out for that game. You have Case Keenum. Uh, are you going to be able to run the ball on the ground with Dearness Johnson again in this game against a stout New England defense? And I think that they will have some success, but not nearly the amount of success that they had against the Broncos. So I will lean towards the Patriots also, but more of a stay away from me right now. Um, we'll see. Maybe New England makes it into some money line around Robin Parlays. I like it. All right. Uh, my number three pick of the week. Let's go back to Hayden Cliff Kingsbury. We're getting gross. PJ Walker, my boy. Let's go uh, Carolina plus 10 and a half here. The ticket and bet count is actually against me in this game. A little bit of money coming in on the Cardinals from the Sharps, which I'm a little bit surprised by. They've been fading the Cardinals for a while now and getting crushed by it. Maybe they're deciding to buy against it. Um, 
Sam Darnold being out of this game doesn't matter at all. Cam Newton, cool that he's back in Carolina, but that doesn't matter in this game at all. I think that PJ Walker will keep it uh, close. Kyler practice today. Looks like he might be able to play. D-Hop, maybe not so much. This is just a total fade on the Cardinals. They cannot possibly keep riding this hot. Uh, give me the Panthers plus 10 and a half here, man. I, I, I can't avoid it. I got to do it. Got to get gross. Yeah, I think this is the definition of gross. Uh, oh, yeah. We have no idea what P.J. Walker is going to look like. I do know that if you look at the at the stats, he's one of the worst quarterbacks um, in terms of interceptions to touchdown ratio and pretty much all the me- advanced metrics for P.J. Walker do not bode well for him. But is but it worse than like, Sam Darnold? <laughs> that's, like that's like the best case scenario for a gross bet, though. You don't know oh, what yeah. you're, you're going to expect, expect the unexpected. Um, CMC could go off. We don't know. Like as long as they can keep it within double digits, you're you're in the money. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see. Because let's be honest here, the the Carolina Panthers are not rallying around Sam Darnold. We saw Robbie Anderson, who's one of yeah. the worst receivers in the NFL right now, totally cuss him out on the sidelines. So he's already lost the locker room. Can't be any worse with PJ Walker and walks in the building. Gotta love it. Gotta love getting gross. That's where we make our money. All right. Uh, your number four pick of week 10. Hit me. Time for the bird gang. Eagles plus two and a half over the Denver Broncos. I know I was on this show with Eagle Dan not too long ago, and we were bitching about the Eagles and, you know, their struggles and Nick Sirianni being an awful head coach. But on the road here, I think that this is going to be a great bounce back opportunity for them to go into Denver and kick some ass a little bit. Um, Denver obviously shocked the world in beating Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys last week, put them on their ass, pretty much just did everything to disrupt Dak. But Dak was really just off, you know, coming off the, um, the bye week and, and injuries. So I think that they caught Dallas with their pants down. Um, I think the Eagles will actually be prepared here and we'll see a really active Jalen Hurts on the ground in the air. Um, we'll see the Eagles cover this spread here. So I like the Eagles plus two and a half. And I'll probably sprinkle something on the money line too. Uh, it's, I think it's going to be a good get right spot for them. Got to sprinkle at the two and a half. Uh, I have some questions in this game about Philadelphia's ability to well, run basically offensively. What are they going to be able to do? I think that the defense will hold up just fine against Teddy B. Um, but I, I'm not sure how much they're going to be able to move the ball. We talked about this, like the pressure coming in from Denver and Jalen being able to escape it. That's a positive, but I don't necessarily know that the Eagles wide receivers are going to be able to have any success against this Denver secondary. So it scares me a little bit. This would be a great spot. Like you talked about last week or on Tuesday and today prime spot to fade what the Denver Broncos did last week and to buy in on the Eagles who lost a close game to the Chargers. So I get that point on the Tuesday show. I said that I wanted to bet the over 45 and a half in this game. Uh, I was fucking wrong. Don't do that. Go bet the under (laughs) 45 and a half. This is actually one of my best unders of the week or best totals of the week. Um, I've been convinced by many, many podcasts that I am an idiot for thinking that the over was a good bet in this game. So I will be betting the under 45 and a half. I just can't avoid it. When there's smarter people than you telling you that this is one of their best totals of the week, guess what? You suck it up, you take the L, and hopefully you get a dub at the end of the day. And you deal with it. Look, I'm hey, gonna be nothing wrong. wrong with get, nothing wrong with getting some information and changing your position, man. It's all about getting Look, that money. <laughs> I'm gonna be wrong a lot. You just gotta listen to the right people. Hopefully, we're <laughs> helping you help you listen to the right people. Uh right. yeah, so under 45 and a half in that game. And uh, also my possibility yeah. possibility Patrick Sertain Jr. could be out this game. So I think that, that should help 
um, that Eagles uh, offense a little bit more if he's able to find some uh, if they're able to find some spaces because Sertain's been a really good uh, cornerback for the uh, Broncos. Gotcha. All right, uh, my number four pick of the week. Let's get even grosser. You know that I hate Cliff Kingsbury, and after last week, actually on the Tuesday show, I said fuck Kyle Shanahan, and that means I'm betting on Kyle Shanahan. So I, <laughs> I, I have issues, people. I have issues. Uh, San Francisco plus four. Every single sharp in the world is on San Francisco plus four in this game. You talk about all. I know the Rams lost last last week, but they got Vaughn. They got OBJ. They have all the positive momentum in the world. San Francisco, everybody's writing them off because of the loss to, to uh, Arizona. Not a shocker. That was like the worst coach game I've ever seen in my life. Kyle Shanahan should have been fired after that game. Like you feel about Mike Zimmer the way that I feel about Kyle Shanahan at this point. Like, get, <laughs> get the hell out of the way. But, I, they're the top two candidates to get to get canned at this rate. Like for sure. But I, what am I supposed to do? I have to do it. It's plus four, every sharp in the world on it. The ticket count right now, 19%. Of the tickets are on San Francisco plus four, and 57% of the bets are on them. Uh, okay, I'm not that much of an idiot. Let's go with San Francisco plus four. That's my number four pick of the week. I like it. It's super I gross. It. I ha- it's I super hate gross. It. I hate it, but it fits the mold. We're, we're getting gross here. Fits the mold. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your number five pick of the week? Yeah, my last pick is pretty damn square. I'm uh, going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers nine and a half over the Redskins, uh, the, the, the Washington football team. Um, honestly, man, like it's off of a bye week. I just can't. Both teams are off the bye week, right? So you would expect Ron Rivera to possibly have something for Tom Brady. I just don't know that they do, man. Like the the Tampa Bay Bucks may be without Chris Godwin, which would certainly matter. Um, but all indications are that he might be a game time decision. But I still think that's not enough to stop the uh, the Tampa Bay offense, man. This offense is rolling. Tom Brady is probably one of the favorites for Offensive Player of the Year, and rightfully so. Still leading the league in touchdown passes. Some, somehow, some way, he figures out how to get it done. Um, haven't really seen much out of the Washington defense at all this season. And frankly, without having their best running – I mean, they can't run the ball. No one can run the ball against Tampa Bay. So that means you're trusted in Taylor Heineke to uh, cover the points here. And he's, he's shown that he can't really do that. So I um, think it might be a good fantasy day for a couple people. Maybe Terry McLaurin. He's probably going to go off just at that Tampa Bay secondary being awful. But, yeah, I, I can't trust the uh, the Washington football team here. All right. Uh, so why don't you run me through your top five bets of the week? So top five bets, Saints plus three and a half. Got the Saints plus three. The Pats minus two. The Eagles plus two and a half, and then closing with Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus nine and a half over the Washington football team. All right. You said the New Orleans twice, which I fucking love. You've been Seattle plus three and a half off the top. I love I love the double down on New Orleans, though. Um, yes, sir. My, my five picks of the week, New Orleans plus three, Indianapolis minus 10, Carolina plus 10 and a half, San Francisco plus four, Seattle plus three and a half. I'm with you there. Uh, hey. Let me run through some totals that I like, and then – Get to your other bets, and then we will run through all the games that we did not touch on really quickly. Uh, Denver, Philly, under 45 and a half. Current ticket bet spread on that, 44% of the tickets and 91% of the money on that under. So there you go. That's a big difference there. Uh, Chargers, Minnesota, under 53. That is 37% and 88%. So give me that number. And then oh, yeah. Detroit, Detroit, Pittsburgh, over 42 is a 80%. Those are my total for the week. Uh, how about you? You got any other bets on the board? 
Yeah, I'm looking at a couple props here. And um, the first one that really stood out to me was uh, a Patrick Mahomes rushing rushing prop. Uh, their offensive line hasn't been that great. And, uh, you know, going up against the Raiders, who actually have a really good, formidable uh, defensive line. Uh, currently, Patrick Mahomes' uh, rushing totals at, uh, I see it at 19 and a half on points bet. I'm going to take the Ooh, over on that one. I love that. I love that bet, Dan. I'm going to take that. And then the other one I'm going to do, bounce back campaign. I know you were just hating on Kyle Shanahan, but Matt Stafford needs to play better. And I don't know if OB, this OB, we didn't even talk about the OBJ situation. So maybe we can get, we can talk about it for a second. Let's do it. Cause, uh, but I I do like Matt Stafford over 281 and a half passing yards. I think he's going to clear 300 here. Um, San Francisco's defense has been obliterated by injuries and, he gets his new shiny toy. So, like, why not unleash this? So, I feel like Stafford's going to have a really good day. Um, and then to close out, I'm going to go with um, – let's go with uh, my boy. Do yeah, it. I'm going to keep it with those two. Keep it with those two for now. Okay. All right. So, let me get, let me get your take on the OBJ signing in LA real quick. So, RIP Van Jefferson. I mean, not RIP. I don't think he's just going to go away, but he's definitely going to see way less target share than he was getting before once Deshaun Jackson left. So definitely caps his upside. Now, in terms of, I think it's actually going to affect Robert Woods probably more than anyone uh, because he hasn't been great all season. And you figure OBJ's route tree, he could pretty much run between the seams and hit you and hit you over the top, um, which is pretty much what, you know, under the seams is that's pretty much Robert Woods. Cooper Cup, I don't think there's obvious rapport there between him and Stafford. So I don't think it's going to disrupt that. But I mean, I think it, it definitely matters, right? Like you can't, even though OBJ has, he's been a drama queen and he's had some drop balls over the course of the last couple of years. He hasn't stayed healthy. I think this is the best situation he's ever been in. Defensively, they're stacked. Offensively, he doesn't have to be the star. He just has to do what he does. Very similar to what Antonio Brown's doing in Tampa Bay. So to me, I just think the rich got richer. And, you know, from a fantasy perspective, I don't know that I'm going to start him out the gates because I just don't know how he's going to factor in, you know, catching up to the offense, whatever. But I do know he's still super talented, has great hands. And when he's happy, good luck. So, yeah, I think this is going to be a win-win for the uh, the Rams here. I, I felt very similarly. For fantasy, I don't necessarily see him as a starting option just yet. I think this is the ultimate insurance policy for the Rams if Cup or Woods were to go down. Just bring in yep. OBJ, have them start in the X or the Y, let him do his thing. Um, so I, I love it from that perspective. It's no risk for the Rams. It's only going to be upside, I think. I don't think OBJ is going to tank the the locker room at this point. Seems yeah. like everyone in there is pretty established. A lot of veterans, a lot of voices. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Um, I do think that you're spot on with the Antonio Brown uh, analogy. I think that maybe not what he's brought this year thus far, but what he brought last year when he came off the suspension. He's your third weapon, but he can have these games that are awesome. And when it comes to the playoffs, he's going to have a couple of really big, important moments, like AB in the right. Super Bowl scores a touchdown, right? Like those sort of moments where you need that excellent veteran receiver to step up. I think that's where he is really going to bring and shine his value. Um, so I'm, I think it's a great decision for him if he's not going to be a drama queen about not getting the ball. Because let's be honest, you're still, he's going to be the third receiver in this offense. There's no doubt about right. that. So. And like, he literally just moved from Cleveland to LA. I mean, he's yeah. Just, like, come on. Like, it can't be bad for him in any, like, I, I feel like he's going to be literally AB, where it's like, 
yo, man, I come humbly. I'm out of my fucked up situation. I'm living the life right now. And I get to chill in LA. Fuck it. We're good. I mean, he already he already lives in LA during the offseason. He's just like, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. coming home. I gotta chill. He's got right. all of his friends. He's gonna go hang I just out with don't Jordan. have to be in Cleveland. I just don't have to be in Cleveland anymore. Yeah, it's be like, oh, during the oh, Tuesday night, I want to go see Drake and Calabas. Great. I'm just gonna drive out here. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. So that's good for him. I think it'll be a good situation ultimately. Um, yeah. Let's run through some of the games that we haven't talked about, and then we'll head out of this podcast. Uh Buffalo currently minus 11 at the Jets. Total over under 47 and a half. Eileen bills in this game. The line has come down. looks like the Sharps are definitely on the Jets here. I just think it's a great bounce back spot for the bills and the Jets. I do still, I, Mike White has looked great in the five quarters that he's played, but there's still a reason that you were fucking riding the pine, dude. So I'm, I'm going to fade that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen this line as high as plus 12 and a half for the Jets. I'm still not really enthusiastic about any of those. Um, mainly because I just got burned by the bills and we don't know what Mike white will bring you. If he can play a, a full game, you know, maybe he does what Josh Johnson does, you know, the rest of the game. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if the jets keep it, make it competitive. And I also wouldn't be surprised if they get blown out. So stay away from me. Um, do like the over though. Cause I think that Mike white has proven at least the, the game and a half that he has. Eh, it's probably a full game total now, but um, he actually has commanded the offense and he does find his receiver. So, who knows? Maybe they can put up some points on the board. All right. Dallas hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Dallas currently minus eight. A lot of buyback. A lot of love for Atlanta in this spot after a big win against New Orleans. You would think Dallas coming off a loss, Atlanta on the win. Uh, Sharps would be all over the Cowboys, but they think this number's too high. Over under currently 54 and a half right now. That is the highest total of the week. Yeah, I don't mind the over actually in this because... It's a little, it's a little high, a little high, but the Falcons don't really have a very good defense. Um, and you're, you're for really banking on Dak to, you know, have another week under his belt, had some time to think on his shitty performance against Denver. They could come out firing. Ezekiel Elliott's probably going to have a really good day. Um, he's been kind of quiet uh, the last few weeks. Um, but I, you know, it's with the sharp money, I think it's like, see 57% on the Atlanta Falcons. I, I got to feel like I lean to the Sharks here. Nine and a half does seem like a lot off of a Falcons team that definitely looked decent against the Saints. Uh, but Saints, we you know, we've already talked about them and their lack of offense, but their defense is good. So um, Saints defense is probably better than the Dallas Cowboys defense because Dallas is really dependent on turnovers. I think we'll see some turnover regression eventually happen. And, you know, Atlanta can put points on the board now. We talked about it. They've been great since coming out of the bye, at least on offense. So I, th- I could see two, uh, two high-scoring teams right now. Uh, going at it. So I like the, uh, the, the uh, Falcons nine and a half. My initial impression when this game came out was that <laughs> the number on the Cowboys was way too high. Um, so I, I definitely lean towards Atlanta and draft Kings right now. It's an eight moved down from nine and a half. So yeah, I lean Falcons too, but this could be a great bounce back spot for that Dallas offense here. So maybe I like the over two or a team total over on the Cowboys. Uh, next game that we haven't talked about lions Steelers Steelers currently minus eight. Over under 42 and a half. I told you that I like the over in this game. I already bet it at 42. Looks like a little bit of sharp money maybe on the Steelers here, which is a little bit of a surprise. Uh, what's your view on this game? Um, yeah, I would say that uh, I don't know what you're going to get out of Detroit. Uh, it makes me want to lean the Steelers, but put it laying that many points with the Steelers just seems gross to me. Um, Clay, Chase Claypool may not play. He's dealing with a toe injury. 
Najee Harris, I feel like is going to have a really good day. I'd probably yep. take the over on his on his rushing prop as well. Um, but I don't know. This is a stay away from me, man. I don't. I can't. I still don't trust Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger just looks awful, like god awful. So Najee, yeah, Najee Harris is my boosted player of the week on Champions Round. So I think that great. he's going to have a massive, massive day. I will bet the overs there. Uh, currently, the ticket count: thirty five percent of the bets and sixty nine percent of the money on the Steelers. I uh, went up from seven and a half, sitting at nine in some places right now. I have it at eight at DraftKings. Uh, I like the Steelers here, especially as a teaser piece. I don't know if I'll bet the eight, but bring that down to two makes a lot of sense here. Uh, Detroit, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, prime tease. Detroit, I, I, the problem with eight is I could see the Steelers being up a lot at this game, but Detroit just doesn't quit. That back door is always open for them. So I, I don't know if I want to get in front of that versus the Steelers team that I just really don't trust. Yeah. All right. Uh, Vikings, Chargers. Uh, Chargers currently minus three over under 53. I told you that I like the under here. I lean towards the Chargers because we don't know that much about the COVID situation that's happening in Minneapolis right now. Uh, seems like there's a lot of players, a lot of potential close contact stuff. If Kirk Cousins was a close contact at all, he's screwed. So uh, I'll take the Chargers just based on that. Uh, in general, in this game, I don't necessarily have a read. I think the three is probably the right number. Yeah, 76% of the, the money is on the Chargers right now of the sharp money is on the chargers right now. We don't know what's going on with Dalvin cook. I mean, I think he's good for now. As you said, the COVID situation that's kind of uh, affecting or impacting that, that, that Vikings team right now is definitely some cause for concern. I I'm just leaning towards the chargers here. They, I think it just makes sense. Just given what's going on on, on the other side of the ball. All right. Uh, last game that we haven't talked about surprisingly haven't talked about chiefs Raiders Sunday night football chiefs minus two and a half. Over under 52. Uh, my personal lean in this game is, look, I'm supposed to bet the Raiders in this game. Absolutely. They get up for games versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs just look terrible. I can't do it. Call me a public square. I don't care. I'm taking the Chiefs. Whew. Yeah, I was, I'm was. i still leading. I'm on the fence about this one, man, because I this could be the nail in the coffin for the Chiefs this season. Like, it, yep. like what is the probability that that's going to happen? It, it, it really could happen. I don't want to bet against Mahomes. I never have. Well. Yeah, most I've been losing a lot of bets with the Chiefs this year. So yeah, I, I continue to believe in them. Um, I'm gonna stay away from it, but I am gonna take the under 52 here. Uh, because I think we saw the Chiefs offense did literally nothing last week, and um it's quite concerning. So yep. with that pass rush, I don't I think that they could actually make some noise and and disrupt Patrick Mahomes here. Um yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna take the under, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna mull over whether I want to lay my money down on Patty to to come out of this mess or not. I I just have to do it. I can't avoid it. I feel really gross doing it. I I know what the Chiefs are at this point. They're not a good football team, and the Raiders maybe are a good football team, but I I can't help myself. I can't. This is like the public the public square guy. I just literally can't help myself. I have to do it. I mean, the sharps agree with you. Seventy six percent of the money is on the Chiefs right now. Yeah, but well, a lot of the public tickets, yeah. but a crap ton of uh public tickets on it too. So yeah, sharp 66, squares. 66 to 76. Yeah, not great. All right, that does it for this week. We will be back next Tuesday with our week 11 betting preview. As always, Dan, thank you for uh joining me. We you can find we can find you at Dan Titus on Twitter uh and writing stuff for the action network. Uh until then, remember giveaway that's Exchange round, follow us at Champions Round on all platforms. Uh, until next week, we will see you later. Good luck with all your bets.
Peace.